Welcome to Health System CIO's podcast interview with Pam Landis, VP of Digital Engagement at Hackensack Meridian Health. In part two, Landis talks about what she believes are the most important lessons leaders can take from COVID. The two critical components that must be addressed when making digital health a permanent strategy. How she's been able to apply principles learned from her time in PR in her current role and why she believes improving access to care is so important. At CrowdStrike, we stop breaches, and it all starts with a tiny endpoint software sensor that works on Windows, Linux, Mac, and mobile, deploying fast with no reboots and no blue screens. We protect nearly 200 healthcare organizations, with more joining us every day. Find out more about the power of the crowd at crowdstrike.com backslash healthcare. So I have small governance groups that work on the consumer patient experience and has the right players there. And then one on the team member experience around all things digital. And they're co-chaired by the leader of HR for uh, the team member experience and somebody from our medical group for the consumer and patient experience. They co-chair it with me because we both have ownership of making sure this works well. Right. Okay. So then as needs changed, as priorities changed throughout mm-hmm. COVID, I'm sure that that was really uh, critical. Having that governance in place and being able to manage the priorities in a way that, well, not makes everyone happy, but <laughs> in the best way possible. But at least they understand them the priorities. You know what? I will tell you, I mean, there, there are no, I guess there are silver linings, but I would hate to say there are silver linings to COVID because of the unimaginable loss this country's experienced in the pain Mm -hmm. that actually was experienced by the front line. But it did show us that with focus, we can do great things, amazing work. And that I think is the lesson that we all need to keep close to our hearts, that with focus and alignment, healthcare can do amazing things. And all across the country, you saw people doing amazing things. And that's because everybody was aligned on one single purpose, defeating COVID, caring for the patient. Our challenge is now maintaining that, not losing that piece of focus to doing the right thing. Right. And when, uh, you know, we, we speak to a lot of organizations and some of them really hadn't done much at all with digital engagement. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of them, that's going to be really the big challenge is keeping this up going forward. And the the reimbursement piece aside, what do you think are the challenges or the keys to being able to keep this as a strategy? Yeah, I think for virtual care to keep it as a strategy, there's two components. The first component is we've got to smooth out the workflow for the clinician, really make it easy to bake it into his or her day. And the day when he gets it and he doesn't say, I have a virtual visit, when he just says, I have a patient visit, that's when I know we've done the right thing on the workflow. And for the patient to make sure that it's easy for them, it's good, it's not great. There are still some things we can do to improve the user experience and still make it feel valuable to them. And I think that some of the comments that we see, you know, when you survey your patients and you go out and do your patient satisfaction surveys. People loved it during COVID because they knew that was the only way they were going to get care. But now they're saying, oh, I want to still see my doctor. 
helping them find the right blend of in-person right. and virtual. And I think that that is going to be something that we're going to work with patients and clinicians. What's the right blend? If you are a patient who has type one diabetes, you know, what's the right blend of in-person versus virtual visits? And I think that's where people are going to continue to enjoy it and adopt it. The other thing is we need to have a real strategy around um, what I call patient-generated data, which is, mm-hmm. okay, diabetic patient, send us your daily glucose values. Well, okay, if you send them to us, I have to act on them. So how do I start right. taking in all that health data and managing it in a way that makes the patient feel like we're understanding where they are in between visits? Right. I remember this topic coming up at, at some of these meetings a few mm-hmm. years ago. It's like, what are we going to do with this the Apple Watch information? And to mm-hmm. see that uh, really become a bigger priority is mm-hmm. uh, it's validating. It's so important to figure out, especially patients who manage chronic conditions, diabetes, yeah. hypertension, coronary artery disease, congestive heart failure, asthma. It's really helpful for the doctor to know what happens in between my visits with this doctor. For that physician to really understand what's going on, I think having access to that kind of data in a meaningful way for the clinician strengthens the relationship between the patient and the provider. Right. Yeah, definitely. And for you, looking at, you know, some of your your career background, this really has been a passion for you for a while, but Mm -hmm. Thinking back to when you were at Henry Ford and, and this really started to uh, become a reality, I, I'm sure that it's, it's interesting to reflect on how much has changed, you know, from the days of like early patient portals until to now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I will tell you what, I started my career in healthcare at Johns Hopkins and I was in clinical PR. And one day my boss literally leaned out his cube and looked around the corner and said, we have to really figure out this worldwide web. And I was in the cube next to him. And I said, well, I'll do it. And the reason I said I'll do it was because the server for the department sat in my cube. And I'm like, how hard can this be? (laughs) And so that started this journey where I learned how to code and I learned networking and I ended up getting a master's in informatics. But beyond that was seeing the power of technology and how people could integrate it into their lives and how it can make things easier. My, my passion has been healthcare is hard to access. It's hard to manage. You know, my family comes to me and says, can you help me with really maneuvering through our systems? And it really matters to me that we like find ways to make it easier. And that's what I work on all day, every day. And so you, you see that evolution, like the first thing we decided to do was build a find a doctor directory. Like, like. I need a doctor. Oh, if I need a doctor, I need an appointment. Oh, if I need an appointment, I need to know where to park. Oh, now I've had my appointment. And so you start to go through the journey and that that actually tells you what you need to do. Yeah. And and along the way, it seems like there have been a lot of starts and stops and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really until this horrible thing happened, I think there was a lot of question about whether this would really get off the ground and I would think that in a lot of ways for you, it it is gratifying to see that now people really realize, uh, you know, the power of digital tools in healthcare. I think you're right. And Kate, it was really about this idea. um, 
Most senior executives, they get it, they understood it, they backed it, they were supportive. Prior to COVID though, when you go into the ranks, that's when it's like, Mm. well, that's not how we do it. We need to do it this way, where now it's like, no, no, we really do know what we have to do now. Let's all come together. And so that kind of like where you would get in and, oh, let's just try a pilot or let's just be early adopter. Nope, we're moving forward. Those ideas where everything starts as a pilot and you hope that people like it and it grows. Now it's like, no, no, we're going to do this. There's no going back. And everybody sort of gets it. Yeah, it really was amazing to see. We would hear about the telehealth numbers and how they they spiked. But what was really amazing was, uh, I think, hearing from physicians who said, like, my patients will never go for this. And to hear a lot of them say, like, now they did, <laughs> and they are. Yeah, they and, yeah. and I also think that our patients' demographics are changing. You know, also too, it's not one of when they say my patients won't go for this. Oh, my patients are older. Well, you know, the number of people who are in those age groups who, those are boomers who are moving into those age groups and they're used to technology in their lives and they've mm-hmm. embedded that in their lives. The other thing is millennials and the younger boomers and others, they value convenience over everything, over everything. They will pay a buck more. They assume everybody has high quality or they'll look to ratings. They value convenience. And we have to really be responsive to that. Yeah, that's very true. Mm -hmm. And having that role doing PR, um, I can imagine that you're really able to uh, draw from that experience now. And that that was a valuable thing to have under your belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's really about how to craft messages that people can understand, taking complex scientific information and making it so that Mm -hmm. consumers can understand it. Now it's about taking complex systems and making it easy for consumers to use. So it's a lot of the same principles that get applied to that. Yeah. But over the years, like if you need me to run cable, I can do that and code a page. I can, I can do that too. So you kind of bring those pieces together and think about it. I mean, digital is just another language interface. That's what it is. Right. But the perception of it has just changed Mm -hmm. so much. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think that's about it. Um, I mean, we covered a lot. So if Mm -hmm. uh, anything else comes up, I'll shoot you a message. But otherwise, thanks so much. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.